Hi, this is Jesslyn Etchell, and I'm chatting with some of my favorite women in a series called Wildish Wise Women, Conversations with Everyday Goddesses. It's my passion to connect women and remind us that supporting one another is our greatest strength. These discussions are an extension of the in-person women's circles I lead in the Bay Area and will explore a variety of topics. Please note, we are adults having adult conversations. Subject matter and language may not be appropriate for young ears. Thanks for joining us. Well, I'm really excited to be talking to Sky Birdsall, and this is the first time that I'm recording live. She's right here in front of me. It's so cool. <laughs> Usually I do this over Skype, but let me introduce Sky, and then we'll get started with the topic. So Sky Birdsall is a San Jose native who's raising her little girl while teaching yoga and striving to be part of the solution in this crazy valley. Ever since she was little, spirituality was central to her life path and helping others has always been a calling. Her desire to experience life to the fullest brought her to the yoga path and to many other alternative lifestyle choices. She aspires to reach junior high and high school people by offering talks on sexual health and becoming an adult, among many other aspirations. Today, she's going to talk to us about sexuality versus partnership, why sex is sex, and partnership is sacred. Welcome, Sky. Hi, Jessalyn. Thanks Yay! for having me. <laughs> so excited. Amazing. Well, before we get started on the topic, let's just take a few minutes. I get to look in your eyes while we're doing this. It's so good. <laughs> we'll just take a few minutes to maybe close our eyes now, but I've looked in your beautiful eyes, and we'll just take a few breaths together. And if you're listening, you can join in too. So we'll take a big inhale through the nose. Exhale out the mouth. A couple more nice breaths like that. Just settling into this space together. May each woman who needs the wisdom of this call find her way here. May we speak from the heart and create a wave of peace that radiates out on a global level. And may each woman remember her sacred nature and feel the value of her presence in this world. Mm. Sky, what's your favorite thing about being a woman? Mm. Being naturally nurturing and feeling the flow of the cycle of life and death every month. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I like it. Well, Sky is going to talk to us tonight about a topic that frankly has been evolving in her life, at least the way that I perceive it. And so I think I'll just have you get us started by sharing sort of why now and why this topic and whatever feels true to you today about why it's popping up in your life. Awesome. Um, Yes, so this topic has been on my mind probably since the moment I hit puberty. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, And I've come from a place of religious morality, right? So I was raised Christian, and it took me into this ideal that um, sex was really bad and only for a husband-wife. That was it. Mm. There's nothing beyond that that was okay, And I never wanted to 
believe that because it didn't feel right in my body. My body wanted to be free and my body wanted to explore and, and connect with people. And, um, over time I noticed that my approach was very different. So my very first story about this whole process is that in high school, um, I was seeing one guy and then another guy came around and wanted to see me too. And then I wanted him to, I wanted to see both of them. So I told, you know, innocently, very innocently, I told this guy, well, don't tell the other guy, but I want to see you too, but I don't want you to tell him because I think it would hurt his feelings. (laughs) And, and I had no idea it was coming, but he just completely shut me out after that. He never spoke to me again. He thought I was crazy. He, he just made me cry. Like he, he wouldn't even acknowledge me at school anymore. And I realized how wrong I was for having those feelings. So immediately the world told me that feeling that way was wrong. Mm. And so um, as time went on, I started to notice that I was also attracted to women. And I was like, why do I stare at that girl all the time? You know, <laughs> that's weird. I feel weird. Should I be doing that? I don't know if that's okay. And, you know, in, in my religion, uh, being homosexual was so wrong. I mean, there, there's, I, I was raised to believe that it was wrong. So for, until I was like in my 20s, I believed it was mm-hmm. wrong. So I never went there. I shut that part of me off. Um, and so now as a woman who is a mother and a single mother and I've walked the yoga path for so long, I feel the calling to share this story and other aspects of that story so that I can help anyone who's gone through these questions, who has these questions. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing so openly because I'm sure there's someone out there who (laughs) is like, that's me. (laughs) And I didn't realize that it went all the way back to high school for you. I knew you'd done some exploring kind of recently, like when I've known you, but Mm -hmm. to know that that feeling was there and, and to be shut down like that is probably really painful. Yeah, it was really painful. And I think every time I um, drill into this topic, I want to go to the root of it. Like, mm. is it really me or did this just come because I'm a, like in the alternative realm now? Mm. Or did I just find poly friends, you know, yeah. or did I find open friends or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But I keep digging deeper and I realize, oh, yeah, I've had a different outlook from high school. And that that made me feel more free in what I was going through. Yeah. Now talk about, you just mentioned poly, but just in case that's a new term to somebody, would you share just a little bit about that? Yeah, so poly is short for polyamorous, and um, polyamorous has many definitions. Many definitions, but it's it kind of encompasses everything but monogamy. Okay. So in the traditional sense, monogamy is a partnership between two people, mm-hmm. um, whether it's man and woman, woman woman man man, and poly would be an anything extended from that where um, you might have outside of a main partnership, you might have other friends that you connect with as, uh, on a deeper level, it could be sexual or not. It could turn into, um, three people having a relationship all together. And so there's many different ways of looking at it. Okay. So lots of options outside of what we're told though, we're, mm-hmm. we're always told monogamy is sort of the only path. I think most of us are anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell me a little bit about what you think the difference is between um, intimacy and intimate relationships and then sex. 
you kind of alluded to that in your topic and in the title. Yeah. So, um, on a spiritual level, um, sex is kind of looked at as a low vibration where it comes from Mm. the root chakra stuff and it's very animalistic. Okay. And so there was times in my life where I felt like the sex was just for the fun, pure physical pleasure Mm -hmm. and it was great. And I didn't feel wrong about it. I just wanted to enjoy the pure physical connection. Right. And, um, and then the higher aspect, once I started to become more in touch with myself and know, you know, deeper things about life, I realized that emotionally it would create ties no matter what, even though Mm. I did want to connect and enjoy it physically, it would still create emotional ties. So that got me questioning more. Like, why does it make me feel this way? So those two aspects, bringing them together is why this podcast is happening. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, you found that you couldn't have the sex without the intimacy, even when your intention was to just have, like, pure sex for pleasure. Yeah, so that's coming back to the intimate, in, what is intimacy? And um, intimacy now, I feel, uh, is deep connection, where it could be on a friendship, you can have a very intimate friendship, it could evolve into an ex- sexual expression. Yeah. So you can have intimacy without sex. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that for you, you weren't finding sex without intimacy was a thing for you. Yeah, it wasn't fun. It was just not you, I don't think. No. It's just you want to <laughs> connect on a really deeper level. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, well, I guess you kind of addressed this a little bit, but what does spirituality have to do with sex? What's the link there? Yeah, so that's so big. Um you know, you can look at the biological aspects where mm-hmm. two people come together, have sex, and make a baby. Yeah. And the spiritual implication of that is that you brought a soul into this life. And so, Pretty big deal. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's like the very foundation of it all. And I, yeah. And I believe that the evolution of how that's gone is that um, humans have evolved into places where they can most efficiently make babies. Mm. And that comes from a spiritual place. Mm -hmm. And that comes from a force that we don't know. We don't really know the depth of that force. But um, we're the physical beings that manifest the spiritual force. Yeah. And what if no babies are involved? Because you're talking about sex with um, same sex, right? No babies are going to happen there, at least in the bedroom. Thank you. (laughs) Um, And spiritual aspects of connection could be, hey, we have common values that we want to move forth in this life together and share Mm -hmm. those values together because we feel that that we make a stronger team together and that the, um, the baby of that relationship could be the manifestation of, um, sharing their love in the world. So just the, just the bringing love together and finding this beautiful path together is in itself um, a creation. Yeah. Whether a physical baby comes out of it or not, Uh there's always an expression that people see and feel and it's really cool. Okay. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a question because I know there are women out there and I know you would not say they were wrong in any way that really do connect a lot sexually and don't, it doesn't lead to relationships. I'm talking about one night stands and, um, I don't know. I've seen it a lot where, you know, girls go out and that's their, their goal is to get laid. Mm -hmm. And I'm just curious if you have a take on that. 
um, if, if you have a message for women that are doing that and, and feeling like that's, that's their path. Yeah. Um, there's a few things that are beautiful about that. First of all, um, I'll speak to you women who are doing that. <laughs> um, first of all, if you're choosing that, then more power to you. Yeah. Because you're making a choice that's uh, outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that I would um, encourage you to ask yourself is, does it really serve you? Is it serving you? And if it is, awesome. Yeah. I can't relate to it that well. So mm-hmm. I, you know, s- how well it serves me, it, it was not working. Right. right. So... I would ask deeply how well it's serving you to connect on a very animalistic physical level. Mm-hmm. And that may be great because some people view sex as a health practice where mm-hmm. a sexual release is very healthy for the human body. Right. Releasing stress, releasing tension, expressing emotions, having an experience, an exciting, enjoyable experience. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing too. And so if you don't feel the need for a deeper intimacy, that's beautiful. However, when I was going through that phase where I was kind of, you know, getting out my aggressions towards men that had wronged me and I was just going back and I had felt used and I went out and used men for their sexual, you know, abilities or whatever in my life, um, it it ended up leaving me in an empty place. And it took me a long time to admit that to myself because there is an interesting um, thing happening where... I see a lot of women are being encouraged to be more masculine mm. because because of um, it starts very young where boys don't think girls are cool in little school and it kind of yeah. grows on into some really crazy weird things in our lives later on and then um, in my in my life um, I saw masculinity as good and I wanted to be more masculine I see. because it was powerful and it was. Um, and I didn't get hurt if I could be more quote unquote masculine and pull away emotionally. I imagine. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and that's my definition. That was my definition of masculinity. Right. It was less emotional mm-hmm. and they could just do the physical. Right. So now you've embraced more of the feminine qualities yeah. in connecting on that intimate level. Yeah. Which we know that men can connect in that way too. But I say, I see what you're saying. That was mm-hmm. your understanding of it at that point in your life. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to share, if you don't mind, because you do have a daughter, quite an amazing one at that. (laughs) And I wonder if you would share about how you would like her to view herself and her body and her choices, just as she, I mean, she's still young, but what would you like to instill in her? I'm sure you already are, but what's your vision for how she'll see herself? My main goal is for her to know herself in a way that she knows how her body feels when things happen. Mm. And so I think that this whole process of becoming a yoga teacher and where I've gone in my studies is that the only thing that can tell us what is right and true is our body. And so I always remind her that if something felt wrong, you know, tune into your body. So She's seen many different aspects of my life and my my relationships, and she has a father who's married to a woman. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm I celebrate that she sees all of it, and mm-hmm. I just encourage her to find her way. Yeah, 
That's great. Well, I knew you'd have a good answer for that. (laughs) (laughs) And you talk to her openly about most things, I imagine? Yeah. I mean, actually, just fairly recently, she started to ask me, like, Mom, why aren't you married to Dad? And why is Dad married to someone else? And so that brought up the, 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 the fact that it doesn't take marriage to make a baby. Mm-hmm. And just because you're married doesn't mean you'll have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this interesting talk of, oh, how do, how are babies made? And then I told her, well, it takes, you know, men and, men and women have to have sex. Mm-hmm. And then that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then she just kind of, you know, she's only eight, so she's still kind of like hmm, wrapping her brain around it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm totally getting ready because I got my period when I was 11, so mm-hmm. I'm starting to let that conversation come naturally. Yeah, and what a gift for you to be able to give her some of the things that you didn't get. Yes, that's the coolest part. Yeah, it is a gift. <laughs> yeah, just that acceptance and that, you know, mm-hmm. questions are okay and nothing's weird or wrong. Yeah, that's and I cool. and I and I get to share that with some of my, you know, yoga students or whatever too. It's mm-hmm. interesting how those opportunities arise and it starts to heal me. Exactly, in the process. <laughs> that's the best. Yeah. So, what's going on in your relationship world right now? So you've had some exploration and you mm-hmm. clearly have felt the pull to the poly path. That was kind of fun to say. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's your, how do you identify right now? Um, right now, I'm in a partnership, mm-hmm. which is, uh, looks very monogamous. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling and exploring monogamy again. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I wanted to call this podcast Sex is Sex and Partnership is Sacred is because of this path that I felt called to with my partner. Mm-hmm. And he... Um, is walking the yogi path with me. He's also a yoga teacher. He's Mm -hmm. a musician. We have a beautiful vision. And I started to feel into and think, wow, this is amazing. Maybe there's something really powerful for us if we come together and join forces. Yeah. You know, maybe there's something for the higher good here. And I've seen that so often. There's a lot of, you know, they call them quote unquote power couples, you know, that, <laughs> you know, dance around the world and share their amazing gifts. Yeah. And, um, that was very attractive to me when that presented itself in my life. And so it's a beautiful thing. And he's actually, um, a very sensitive man who does want to connect, um, on an intimate level sexually, yeah. which is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's what it looks like now. And, um, as I, as we get to know each other, um, I, I'm still questioning and I still go back to, wait a minute, I'm still feel different. I still notice that I, um, want more than monogamy. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. (laughs) To be unfolded. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, that's, there's a lot to it. And, um, I want to make sure that I don't betray myself in any way. I think there's a big, mm. there's a big self-love factor when it comes to mm. accepting that you feel different. Yeah. Um, when I've dated women in the past, it was challenging because I had to move past the looking different and feeling different. Mm. And then um, moving past the vulnerability of seeing as being seen as a predator, like some men are seen. Oh, interesting. I've felt that. It's been really wow. interesting. Like, 
I don't want to offend this girl, you know, oh, I don't want to hurt her. Or, wow. So those things are coming back up as I notice that I'm missing connection with women. Yeah. And ultimately it just comes back to love is what I see from you and mm-hmm. from just other people that I've observed. Cause I've watched you love men and women and your daughter and your friends. And I mean, <laughs> yes. it's just about spreading love. It really is. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's so true. I mean, the deeper I've gone into the polyamorous ideal and, and like some exploration with some people, um, what it has done for me is it's allowed me to pull up all sorts of aspects of myself that I never knew were there. Mm. And so I'm starting to miss those in my monogamous dynamic and um yeah that's just what's true that's all we can do speak the truth (laughs) when we're brave and you're being very brave I appreciate the honesty you're talking about good qualities that come up in you that you notice yes because I also couldn't help but think because it's always the number one thing on my mind about the jealousy aspect because I think that that keeps people Mm. afraid or away from exploring do you have anything to say about that? Yeah. Um, I'm not immune to jealousy for sure, but it's been a great practice to diffuse my jealousy and, mm. and celebrate another person's love. And so when I feel into where and why I get jealous, it's really a reflection of how I feel about myself. So, mm. for example, Scott showed me this beautiful picture of this sexy woman one day Mm -hmm. and and I noticed jealousy arise why because I have body image issues at the moment I'm feeling not I wasn't or at that moment I wasn't feeling great about my body Mm -hmm. and so when I look into the jealousy deeper it's not that I'm jealous that he's looking at somebody else because I, I think that's beautiful and natural it's just that I was threatened in my skin yeah so that can happen on many levels, but when I choose to love myself more, I get excited when I see someone I love also share love. Just comes back to the love. I knew it. Yes. (laughs) And what a good thing for us to practice always is to love Mm -hmm. ourselves more and to let your daughter watch you navigate that as well. Yeah. Another very cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, is there anything else that feels important for you to share about this path, just from your perspective or for anyone that has questions? Yeah. um, Going back to why the separation between sex and partnership and Mm -hmm. what that is about and when we look at the differences, um, what I want to see for the world is that there is... a a reconnection to the beauty in sex and intimacy and in the beauty of also partnership and two people developing depth on both an intimate level and a sexual level and bringing it all together and tying it together. And the more I dive into my spiritual practice, um, and the more I feel energy arise in my own body, the more I realize that that beautiful creative source of energy wants to be expressed in many, many ways. 
And the expression, unfortunately, has become violent in our culture. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the violence is taking away from the intimacy. The violence is taking away from the beauty of sex. And I think that sometimes when I, maybe when I would imagine some people that have experienced sex as violent um, would have a hard time walking back towards an intimate place of sex. And so they might never actually feel sex as an intimate practice, or they might never actually believe in partnership because of that. And there was a time where I didn't believe in partnership because Mm -hmm. it just seemed too daunting. There was... I didn't want to have that much sex. I didn't want it because sex wasn't that beautiful to me. But once I flipped into sex as a practice of intimacy and deeper love and and true connection between the energies between me and another person, then it started to be enjoyable and it also supported the relationship that I'm in. Wow. Thank you. That was beautiful. And I think that (laughs) hopefully addresses the people that do have some fears and for, for good reason, because you Mm -hmm. you know, you touched into a little bit of possible, you know, trauma history that people might be going through and having a difficult time connecting back into trust and intimacy and sex and where that all plays in. So yeah, it's possible to get beyond uh, wherever you are coming from, I guess is what I'm hearing. (laughs) And I believe so. Yeah. Um, I teach to veterans at the VA uh-huh. hospital, and um, a lot of them have been through some seriously traumatic things in their yeah. life. And watching them be curious about healing from that, it, it, it reminds me that we all have this some sort of struggle in our life that we had to overcome. And, yeah. and in that process... Um, it just makes me more excited to continue digging into how we actually heal and how we bring men and women together in beautiful ways and, and women and women and men and men and finding love again. Nice. Well, thanks so much for sharing. I have a few questions that I just want to ask you for fun. Great. Um, do you have a favorite yoga pose? (laughs) Ah, that's a great question. I think that my favorite right now is headstand. Oh, nice. <laughs> because um, it's magical in, the, in that it helps my body balance again. You know, mm-hmm. It helps my whole, all the energy to run back down to my head and it wakens me up. Nice. <laughs> and what's a book that changed your life? Hmm. Wow, that's a good question. Eat, Pray, Love. <laughs> oh, I love Elizabeth Gilbert. That, oh. I've never laughed so much and loved myself so much through her words. Oh, and it really awesome. was, a, I think it was a big part of my feeling free in myself. So thank you, Elizabeth. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of her work, too. Uh-huh. And then who inspires you, besides Elizabeth Gilbert, obviously? <laughs> um, if I could pick one person, it would be my sister. Aw. 
she has been through more trauma and pain in her life than I could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing her rise up out of that has been a big inspiration. Oh, how nice. Yeah. And she's a spiritual warrior as well. <laughs> cool. Well, we need more spiritual warriors yes. <laughs> right now, especially. Yeah. Oh, everyone that we can gather, mm-hmm. we're going to need it. So, yeah. well, thanks again for sharing because this is uh, obviously a topic that's a little bit vulnerable, but I know that people are going to appreciate it. And so I, I really, I learned a lot from you, not mm. just today, but in general in life. So uh-huh. I love you and everything that you stand for. So thank you. Thanks, I love you too.